0: Hey Dan, hey! Thanks so much for swinging by. Sure, no problem. Problem. Yeah, I've got uh, Dan Linder here, and I know so little about net neutrality that uh, I asked Dan to come by um, the Omaha Linux User Group, mm-hmm. is where I've seen all of your emails sure. with all kinds of amazing information, and I'm like, oh boy, I wish someone would explain this to me. <laughs> what the heck is going on uh, with net neutrality? So, uh, thanks so much for swinging by, and sure, hopefully sure. we can talk through some of it, and hopefully I'll I'll learn a few things and. No, uh, no. Uh, what I understand is that we're two days away from like an, a big FCC vote. Yeah, right?
1: that's that's coming up. Um, so,
0: like, battleforthenet.com, Two days, twenty one hours. <laughs> the FCC is set to do what <laughs> exactly? <laughs> basically, well, the,
1: the the understanding now, and and you know, it's kind of changed here in the past week. But the understanding uh, now for the past week is that they are going to basically propose that uh, ISPs fall under Title Two. Classification, which is how they can or can't treat the the data going across their wires, um, up until what was it a week or two ago? That was uh, still up in the air, and obviously a lot of concern over what, how they're going to be handling this. Was it going to be bowing to ISPs and saying, "Hey, you can you can continue as is," and uh, us consumers might you know get more of the short end of the stick, or uh, or they can come with something new. But it looks like they're going back to the uh the the, the old standby I guess you want to call it the Title II that has been around since I think the twenties was when that that law that it's part of came about to um, regulate um I think it was the original uh carriers or not carriers, uh telephone companies to a little extent from my understanding. So
0: has it been the same? So, so one of the things I lose track of immediately is how the laws have changed. Have they actually been changing rapidly? Or is it that in two days this
1: actually epic thing is happening at the FCC? Because
0: I can never tell who's overblowing what parts of the story.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately all of us outside of outside of uh, Washington probably won't know it till you know, <laughs> til til they actually <laughs> make it out of their lips and then get the paperwork uh, uh, out in front of us. Um, from my understanding though uh, – and again – you know, I'm just a, a tech geek. I'm not a, a lawyer or not a, uh, you know, someone who lives and breathes on the FCC website. But uh, from what I've seen of Ars Technia uh, Technia, and, and a lot of the other tech sites that do a really good job of digging into this, it sounds like the FCC is basically uh, going to come and say, okay, if you are an ISP, you're going to fall under Title Two, which says you cannot restrict based on content what, is on your wires. Uh, To an extent, uh, what that'll mean is um, today, uh, what carriers can do is if they say, Hey, you're on your, you are putting, uh, uh, you want to get access to Netflix is a good example. Okay. Well, um, I might have my own movie sharing site that, that Cox or that Time Warner or, or Comcast or ever has, or, or NBC if they own, uh, uh, I think they're part of uh, Comcast. So they could end up saying, we will adjust the network so our video gets through to your home machine or your Roku box or uh, Apple TV device crystal clear and you're going to get the full speed. But, oh, hey, you know, we're, we're going to preface the Netflixes of the world or the hbo to gos uh, stream to the point where – might fall into a lesser tier, and you'll get, you know, blocky video quality things like that. So, so if the
0: FCC votes to put these the the ISPs under Title II, correct. that would guarantee net neutrality. So, we're
1: looking for them to do something good for us. The FCC in two Yes, days? that that is kind of the astonishing thing. Now, you know, with a grain of salt, we don't know what's going to be said, and uh, to everyone's understanding about how Title II would be applied. That makes the most sense. Uh, okay,
0: so some because some of the confusion in my own head, and it, it's a very confusing brain to live in. But <laughs> some of the confusion, though, has been that everyone wants us to defend net neutrality, and I right. think what you're saying is we've never had net neutrality, and we're hoping that the FCC will enforce this Title II thing, and then we will suddenly, for the first time ever, have net neutrality.
1: Uh, is that's that how right? I, that's
0: how I view it. Yeah, that that that's how I understand it too. The so why are all these people complaining that the that the FCC is about to ruin the internet by changing something. It sounds to me like the FCC is about to ride to the rescue
1: well, and
0: keep the internet the way that it has been
1: experientially, more or less. I, I think some of that might be the uh, the astroturfing, where the, the carriers are saying, hey, we don't want any more rules, laws imposed on us. And quite honestly, yeah, it is putting more rules and, and laws and regulations that have to follow and and good or for bad. Uh, you know they probably don't want that. Um, I've been trying to f- do in my mind justify you know what is a you know a double edged sword aspect of this. Where would title II really have a bad uh, you know a bad play on this? Um, and and I'm I'm drawing a blank right now at some of those. There are a few that people have brought up um, to the point where you know if you aren't totally satisfied with the water service you get in your house or something. That's effectively, you know, it's it's neutral, but, you know, if you wanted something special, you you have to still go through the, the, the city or the carrier that that handles you. And um, it may not give you all the flexibility that having a, a big company that might want to keep your services, uh, you know, and they might not be as inclined to come up with neat features that they would uh, uh, keep you as a customer now. Having said that, you know Comcast and and Time Warner and, and all those will will say it, you know they will not be as incentivized to uh, get some of these neat features or, or uh, continue to enhance things. On the flip side, a lot of the the things going on in, in our world today are the you know I only have one carrier uh, high speed internet broadband cable uh, provider in my area, which is Cox. Uh, thankfully, they're they're pretty decent. I don't have any against them, but in know a lot of places. They may only have Time Warner or only have, uh, uh, you know, one of the other incumbents. So, you know, they're kind of at a loss. You know, do you want broadband, yes or no? Okay, here is the rate you have to pay. There's no um, competition between carriers to say, You know, maybe I can get a little bit faster speed or different services for these because no one else serves my area. So, yeah, and it it sounds like you've you've been very thoughtful about the same things that I
0: was thinking about when I had this whole thing upside down in my head. I thought what was happening is that the, the, that we were hoping that the government would not screw up the net neutrality we've all had for so long under law. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't going to release. Okay, so anyway, so <laughs> putting all that aside, I when I was thinking about it in terms of, oh, I hope the FCC rides to, to uh, our, our rescue and and keeps these things in place, and then I'm thinking, well, boy, it, it seems like the more laws they stack on to, on top of uh, all of these things, we're we're suppressing like free competition. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, well, isn't it better to have fewer laws and have an open market where companies can offer things and we can vote with our feet and move to these other, uh, opportunities? And then I'm thinking, well, but in this case, we don't really have that because correct, most of us correct. just have physical, you know, cable into our house. And then we have one other option, maybe like in For, Omaha. Yeah. Maybe,
1: have- maybe a DSL carrier or, of course, you have satellite, you know, you, you could name, you know, how can I get, Internet connectivity to my house. You know, most of us have, in the Omaha metro area, have a cable modem provider of some sort, uh, probably a DSL provider through your, your phone in, uh, phone carrier, and then probably a satellite. But when you get down to it, what a lot of people want, uh, DSL won't handle the, you know, the streaming of Netflix well. Uh, the satellite might have a lot of delay, so if your kid wants to play Minecraft or some other first-person shooter, They're not going to be able to play as, as well as someone who's got a cable modem, which has both the speed and, and the, uh, latency or lack thereof, um, to, to make it a viable option. So in the end, for most people, it kind of comes down to, do you want a good, you know, cable service? Okay. You have one service provider in here and the other ones are great if your grandma's sick at home and just want to read email or, or download a video or pictures, but, you know, don't need to have a, you know, feature length movie streaming. So, uh, where Title II could impact that, I, I, I don't know. Um, I've been trying to think through a lot of the negatives, trying to put myself on the other side of the argument. And aside from the standard, I don't want to lose my little, uh, uh, empire that I built in a certain metropolitan area, um, to other people that might provide a better service. I don't think there's that much of a, uh, uh, defense I could make for a non-title <laughs> two. Uh, it, but to your point, yeah, net neutrality has always been just a happenstance of how the internet kind of came up from, you know, the, the, seventies or eighties, or whatever I, I say, it kind of came about and a lot of the universities getting on board and the, the collaborative, you know, Hey, I've got some data. Oh, hey, great. I want to get that over here to my servers. They didn't really care about, well, I want to get data from your, com- from, one college, but not another. Faster, you know. It was never a a thing back then. So I think we've been lucky in that we kind of rode on the coattails of this wide open network, and yeah. hence a lot of these companies, like Netflix, and that were able to come up in this world. And these carriers that said, "Hey, you're we're not making enough money off of you and your customers, so let's try to <laughs> set up some more tiers," which I think would be the outcome if we didn't have a a Title II or other similar like agreement that came up that said, you know. You're gonna you're gonna keep going the way mon- monopolistic companies and and uh, capitalism goes, and you know it's gonna swing one way or the other. So I can't say Title II is the perfect panacea to fix all these woes, but yeah. <laughs> it's the one thing we have, and, and it's a name that a lot of people are under understanding with. And you know the the, the telephone companies have been under Title II since you know since the '20s or so. You can't tell me they haven't been making money and they, you know, I have a look at my, my phone bill or, or any other company that m- might be associated with the Title II agreement. They're making a lot of money every month and they always figure out a new way to put on a new service or, or, or figure out a new feature that, hey, I don't have that. Hey, that's, that's kind of neat. Call waiting back in the eighties might be a good example of, of something like that or caller ID. Um, so they'll figure out a way they will survive. You know, that, that's part of, you know the capitalist slash technology world is we'll figure out new things we want to do with it, and if it's a popular feature, we'll pay for it yeah. so hmm. interesting
0: yeah so when so maybe to recap like I've tried to like, like how would I explain this to my mom? so yeah. <laughs> so to recap the the internet's been doing its own thing for a long time, and what's happening more recently is that the uh, the internet service providers are starting to get more sophisticated about, hey, we could make more money by charging these people more money for this bandwidth and charging these people less money, et cetera, setting up these fast lanes on the Internet, et cetera. And we, the citizenry of the Internet, don't want that. And so we're hoping that in two days and 20 hours and 17 minutes or whatever the website says (laughs) that the FCC is going to – Say hey, uh internet service providers are all under this Title II law, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will make things better for us, the consumers is that keep
1: it from getting worse yeah okay yeah, I don't think you were going to have uh you know one hour after this law becomes land, oh uh, well, uh, within one hour of this law becoming land, I think we're going to see lawsuits unfortunately yeah, that's sure. just the way it goes yeah, yeah. Uh, but no i don't think we're going to have massive amounts of bandwidth my my home internet connection isn't going to go from uh, what it is to to tripling that. Uh, But I don't think we're going to see the continual slide down into the, you know, how can I charge more money or why is Netflix bad again this month and getting worse or something like that.
0: Well, it's interesting because I I think all the way back to my college days, I'm really old now, (laughs) and I remember when NCSA Mosaic came out and I was doing websites in text Mm -hmm. and suddenly you could have images on websites and people were putting these humongous images on websites and slowing everything down. And I was the, the, the irritated, uh, 17 year old, you know, saying, stop screwing up my internet at the age (laughs) of 17 with all these images that are bloating up the speed of the super slow internet. I mean, it was so slow because, you know, 2400 KBPS and all that good stuff. But, um, (laughs) so then fast forward, my son is now 17. And my son and my wife stream Netflix constantly, mm-hmm. right? Like there is mm-hmm. megabits per second flowing into our house 18 hours a day or whatever it is. Um, and I supposedly have unlimited internet access, but Cox Cable keeps sending me these nasty grams saying, hey, you're unlimited internet. You're using it too much. You need to stop burning 10 gigabytes or whatever it is. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man. And they're not. Because otherwise someday something might happen, you know, and and so what they're trying to do as a business model is say, Oh, crud, we it's really expensive when some people on our network are using the network a thousand times more in volume, right, than than other customers are that are just doing email and, you know, looking at Facebook
1: every once yeah, in a while. To, to an extent, yeah, they are using up more of, you know, the Cox within Omaha only has a certain amount of, of bandwidth to get out of the Omaha area right. and connect into, you know, whoever the next step up, you know, level level, level three or whatever the next provider is. Uh, so to that extent, yes. Uh, and I believe Title Two is making sure that uh, they can continue to put on, um, you know, restrictions, limitations so that one guy who, you know, maybe the first guy with a, uh, uh, high speed, you know, gigabit cable modem can't take up and start downloading the entirety of YouTube over the, the, you know, two hundred fifty six megabit connection that, that Cox has going out of Omaha and only his traffic would be able to get out there. That, that things like that, the title two is going to let us go in uh, and do, but, uh, uh, from a, a, Streaming perspective, yeah, our, our home connections have got so much more in the past 20 years. You know, I remember when, you know, again, I'm about your age and buying a 56K modem was like, wow, that is so <laughs> that great. I crazy. can, <laughs> dual band. You know, I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting like 60 kilobytes a second coming down. This is wonderful. And, and now we look at it and go, oh man, I'm getting less than a meg on this download. Oh, this is, this. Uh, you know, so. Uh, I think if a lot of those restrictions had been in, in there at that time, um, you know, we might have, you know, hey, you know, you want to go up to a higher speed cable of uh, a uh, dial modem? Eh, yeah, we're going to charge you more for that. You know, to go from a twenty four hundred baud modem to a fourteen four, you know, might have been up your charge. And and I think you could make the argument that if Title II hadn't been applying to the the phone providers, they might have been able to start doing that and start charging. For a faster modem and we would probably be looking to, if that was the case, you know, if you want to take the bleakest out, outcome, I think it might have been safe to say, yeah, we'd probably have, you know, Hey, look at this. I got a, a 128 kilobit modem and oh, it's fast. I'm paying a lot per month, but oh, look at how the speed. <laughs> yeah. Whereas. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but
0: there's a, have always been things that they won't let you do because it's taking up more bandwidth. Like right now, you can't torrent movies all day long. They'll shut you down immediately they, because they will. Yeah, one, you're... it's illegal maybe, but two, even if it wasn't illegal because they're, you know, super old movies, the
1: once you've reached a certain whatever, they just shut off that yeah. protocol. Right? Well, even if so you're it's... torrenting legal, you know, uh, red hat. You know, lice ISOs for Linux or something. If,
0: you, if it's too popular,
1: they'll shut you down. Correct, correct. That's always been the case. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. And that, and that uh, you know, the analogy that I've I've tried to come up with, and I'm trying to see if it'll fit here, is is a a toll road, if you will. You know, yeah. You, well, I, you, I, I, oh, sorry.
0: I don't know if you know this, Dan, but the internet is a series of tubes. Oh yes. And you oh, yeah. I forgot not that. Oh, <laughs> you oh. can only fit so much stuff on the trucks in the. Is tubes. that a
1: subway system instead of a toll road? Then the tube system in London, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah it could it be. Uh yeah yeah the the the, the tubes analogy uh, it is i mean in that guy's defense there's only so much capacity on the network uh but same time um you know for, for those <laughs> downloads um it, each download is broken up into packets so just because you're downloading a huge ISO and your wife, you know, in the cross room for you, is trying to click on a link and and read the next email. Her entire email isn't held up by your uh, one big ISO you're downloading. Uh, Sure, and vice versa. And modern
0: network equipment does traffic shaping and all kinds of crazy stuff, so that yet so that I with my you know HBO (laughs) streaming whatever. Uh, you know, aren't blocking everyone else in my neighborhood from right, getting right. what they want, but but I guess my yeah my yeah oh man, this has been fascinating. It,
1: it 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 is a hard you know there's not a good analogy to to come up with. You'll go back to the how to explain it to my uh, my grandmother or uh, my non-technical next door neighbor sort of thing. Um, the the roadways about the the best analogy from a visualization perspective. You know, we, most everyone's been on a toll road. You know that okay, you pay to get on. Okay, fine. Um, and maybe there's an alternate, uh, you know, feeder road next to it that you don't have to pay to use, but it's got stoplights every so often. Um, or maybe if you pay a little bit more, maybe you get into the fast lanes on the far left side, but on the flip side, maybe those far left lanes are so expensive that only the incumbent Netflixes or HBO's could ever get on those lanes. Yeah. Their packets are going to get to the far end to the the house. If you want to keep the analogy going of, uh, driving you know, packages on a road, but the, the, the small guy wants to start up, uh, you know, he knows he can't be on the, the, the free road off in the side. So he pays a little bit to get on with his carrier. Meanwhile, his customer be paying him something because this guy's got royalties to pay for the, the movies he's delivering. Uh, whereas Netflix, they've got a lot of money. They got a good war chest. They're making money already and, and maybe they work out sweetheart deals uh, with the carriers that let them on and, and, you know, maybe give a little back to the carrier. This is a lot of a title to hopefully, uh, in the optimistic sense, will keep from happening as much as come back to a, okay, let's just make an open road. Yes. You may have to pay to get onto the road, you know, like we do for a, a toll bridge or I to our cable carrier, but we should have to pay to get over to the left lane to go faster, uh, or get better data, if it's free and, or if it's, if the, the bandwidth's available, we shouldn't have, or, or the other side, you know, Netflix shouldn't have to pay extra to get me the stuff that I'm paying for when I'm already paying for my cable subscription per month. I shouldn't have to pay my cable company on top of that to get the Netflix tier. And
0: I wish it was, I wish we had
1: 30 options. In, uh, high speed internet, because oh, if yeah, we did, yeah.
0: then I would say government, stay the hell out of this. Exactly. The internet's exactly. fine. Stay away from it. Let it, let it do what it's going to do. And if I don't like my provider, I'll switch to a different provider correct, and correct. that will motivate them to do the right thing. Free markets are great. Yay. Yeah. But unfortunately it's so expensive to trench fiber, uh, uh either fiber into the, well, like, I, I don't I'll, know. The I'll whole even, I'll
1: even, I'll even take a jab at the, the, the expense part too. Uh, what title two, what, and I haven't read into this a lot, but I believe, uh, Google was interested in the title two option too, at, as it getting applied, because a lot of what, when Google fiber ran out, uh, or tried to populate in Kansas City and, and the other cities they're moving it into. It, I mean, it did. Yeah, yeah. But one of the things they ran into was the local carriers, because, or local cable companies, because, they were brought in, and, and in the 80s, a lot of laws were written down that, well, for the betterment of the community, you, you, the owner of either the the telephone poles or the right of ways in the road, have to provide some uh, free or very competitive, reduced rate access to the the, the power poles or the telephone poles, and whatnot, to get into subdivisions. Well, fast forward 30 years in the future you know, the cable uh Cox or I'm sorry, uh Cox and all still have those, but the new guys that want to come in, i.e. Google or mom and pop cable provider, don't have access to that. So they have to go through the city and they have to file for I need access to this right away in this subdivision, it has to get approved and heaven forbid it might not make it through approval if if the wrong person's in 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 the know. Uh whereas Title two opens up a lot of that. It says if you are providing a service the access to the, uh, the, either the right of way underground or the cable, you know, uh, whatever has to be open to you as a carrier, regardless of your, your size or your, you've got a law specifically for you, which, which is another reason that, uh, uh, I believe Google and, and a lot of those that want to try to get into those markets are really looking for the title, too, to open up the playing field within the cities.
0: So. How are those going, by the way? Like the Google Fiber? I mean, I know Google has more money than they could possibly spend. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so, what a problem to have. Right? Yeah, right. But, like, I've got uh, – I know a couple guys who – recently moved to Kansas city and they specifically moved into houses mm-hmm. with Google mm-hmm. fiber. Cause they're like, look, if I'm going to be 100, within a hundred miles of fiber, it's going to be, I'm going to buy that house. Right. Yes. And uh, they're really happy with it. I mean, sure, their cost sure. is higher than my cost, but their speed is 20 X my speed or whatever. And I don't know what I would use that for, but uh, it'd be nice to have it. If I ever needed it. Well, wanted.
1: what a lot, of, a lot of cities are finding is that when they get Google fiber or I think Chattanooga has a, a uh, Chattanooga Chattanooga, Tennessee, I believe also has a, say community funded, uh, high speed internet, which is also uh, gigabit, uh, speeds. But what all of those cities are finding is that not only is it giving people the ability to download YouTube videos faster, but a lot of small, uh, startups are finding that they want to work in those cities because they can pull up a small, you know, they can buy a small house or small business and have high speed internet so they can start doing, uh, Rather than having to pay the exorbitant amounts that, you know, a level three or a, a quest or one of the other uh, major ISP incumbents might charge to put a, a fairly high speed, you know, DS3, 45 megabit, you know, connection into a building with the, all the specialty equipment here. They can go in and say, hey, I've got effectively a cable modem, uh, drop a cable here or drop a fiber connection or, or cable connection in my house, and I can have everything that the big businesses do, but I can be a small startup. You know, a lot of these companies that, you know, name whatever wild idea that always took a lot more bandwidth to be a server for the entire world. You don't have to host in a, a large hosting provider or you don't have to have high-end servers that, uh, set up across the uh, United States. You can have it in one city that you guys can work on. A little bit easier to start up a, a small company in that aspect of, you know, I need a lot of bandwidth to do this one service. Great, now you can do that.
0: Help me understand the community collective. So these are like, like neighborhood associations or townships or something that have decided, Hey, fiber would be great. So we're going to trench fiber into, into every, so they tell me about, I didn't know any of this was happening privately. I knew, I knew Google would swoop in and do stuff like this as a crazy experiment because.
1: Well, unfortunately, a lot of the reason you don't hear about a lot of that is there's a lot of times where the, the, the agreements written in the eighties for the cable companies or things like that specifically disavowed the city from becoming another, uh, cable TV at the time or a service provider. Yeah. So uh, they had that written in. That <laughs> Probably at the time it made sense because they could say, well, if you became a competitor to us, you, Probably you already have the trucks or the equipment in the in the city. It'd be easy for your guys to undercut us, and then we can't make our money. Yada yada. Okay, I'll give them that defense back in the eighties, but nowadays <laughs> they're using it to keep the small mom and pop ISPs out. Uh, yeah, uh, some of the the wireless providers are about the only ones that can really move into an area again because they just need to get access to you know a tall towers, building or yeah. a tall tower somewhere, you know, water tower, or whatever. Much more to,
0: cost effective to drop sell. Sell competitors end of Oh, yeah. oh exactly, exactly. Yeah. And
1: then a lot of those you can do line of sight. So if you have a, a high-speed backhaul between two locations that you want to cover, you know, a laser – yeah, the repeater's is not cheap, but at least you can get a high-speed connection to another remote site and hop that way. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if you wanted to try to run cable <laughs> – uh, my parents live south of town, and it's outside of PlattSmith, so they don't have any of the the PlattSmith uh, cable providers. Uh, so they're, you know my parents' best thing is a DSL connection, which – is so spotty. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, the best DSL they get is, you know, worse than my worst days on the Cox cable modem. And, and you know, their only option is either go with a wireless out there, which they're going to look into that, or they would like to, you know, I think my dad would be a good, you know, he's a tech guy. I think he could get people to say, Hey, we can investigate and, and you know, maybe we, do our own wireless within the subdivision or maybe they drop their own cable. But again, a lot of that gets back to, okay, now you need to file something with your city or the county planning or whatever and get access. And you need the equipment to run cable. If you have to trench new and you can't, if you can't use the pre existing ductwork that they've laid under the ground. And yeah.
0: So and it, the crazy protectionist uh, oh, very much legislation, so. very I much. mean, just, it just drives me bad at, you know, cause I, I went to, so, so my like this this iPad mm-hmm. is still on Verizon, not because there's anything wrong with the iPad, but because the ID of the iPad is in a database somewhere where I can't switch it to Ting, like a, Correct. a Correct. low service <laughs> or a, a low cost provider that, room, by the way. Yeah. that uses the Sprint network, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they're sitting on the Sprint network and doing, but they have an agreement with Sprint that they won't put this Verizon iPad on. On Ting, not because of the hardware, not because there's anything going on That's with the registered. because yeah, because I went in and I actually found the serial numbers and then I found all the bands. These are the mm-hmm. megahertz bands that this supports. Oh, okay. and I'm like, no, look, this look, Ting, you're compatible. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is completely compatible with your network in Omaha. <laughs> and the customer service rep is like, well, yeah, but we told Sprint we wouldn't do it, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> so it's like, and it drives me batty. I go to Asia, and this this iPad, you you. You land in uh, first in Singapore and then Malaysia and then Indonesia. You land at the airport. You pay $15 and you have unlimited high-speed – well, not unlimited, but you have like six gigabits of high-speed internet that works great in this iPad. Works great in Singapore. Worked great in Malaysia. Worked great in Indonesia. I come back to the United States and I'm
1: screwed. I can't. <laughs> I'm
0: like, what?
1: How are we so rest- – oh, man. I wonder um- – <laughs> Side note though, I wonder if the new um, uh, wasn't there something that came out last week the FCC ruling about unlocking phones. Really, once you've paid for it and you've, your contract's in good standing and you've you've got past the whatever two year agreement, uh, I know I. I think if I understand right now, the phones they have to unlock your phones. So hey, you might uh, want to check. On your I'm iPad.
0: suddenly pro big government.
1: <laughs> Thank you, FCC.
0: <laughs> there are so many laws that I hate the concept of the, the legal, you know, the legal system yeah, messing yeah. with it until it benefits me. Then I'm like, hell yeah, well <laughs> sweet.
1: That's <laughs> called human nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get out of that. No. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 laws. Yeah, I, I would have loved <laughs> it if there would have been a better way. Uh, and, and, and the FCC tried, it was a year ago, the, uh, the original ruling about, you know, they, uh, they were trying to get towards this where, you know, try to clean things up a little bit, make it easier for, uh, competition, things like that. But the, after FCC put that out, uh, Verizon took them to court. And I think it was about a year ago where the court said, sorry, FCC, you know, Verizon's right. You don't have jurisdiction over how you wrote this. And literally the court said, if you had said this was Title II, you would have had legislation over this and it would have probably been okay. Hence the reason they're coming back and saying, okay, you know, our, our constituents, us, us citizens are saying, hey, we're tired of having only one option or, and, you know, if, if best and we can't get our own option in because there's too much, you know, uh, <laughs> politics going on. Yeah. So, you know, we need these opened up. Title II does that for us okay, you know, again, there's going to be lawsuits after this, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I think some of the, the, the cable companies and telephone companies brought on themselves. So,
0: yeah, I forget who, as some comedian, uh, went on a huge rant against lobbyists and special interest groups mm. and defined them as the people who care about the things that I don't care about. <laughs> right. Those are the, the special interest group is everybody except me. You know, that's the, you know, yeah, what I want. That's not a special interest. That's. That's just good, uh, politics. <laughs> um, oh All no. politics is local. Right, right? yeah. <laughs> the old saying, yes. Yeah. Wow. No, it'll, it'll
1: be interesting to see how this, I'm not hearing
0: out. you, uh, with a rising, uh, like a, a call to action. I'm not hearing you. Uh, it, well, I don't. I don't see the the pitchfork and the torches, and we're not supposed to be bashing down the doors of our legislature in uh, in Lincoln right now.
1: Well, I'll admit, uh, uh, one month ago, you know, I was big into the every time you know FCC or whatever had a discussion, um, uh, you know, sending a letter or something to uh, my congressman and things like that. Uh, thankfully, again, this seems like this announcement later this week will. Be most of what I was thinking was was right on, or at least definitely a good step uh but on the flip side, uh I've heard that there's some congressional members of Congress that are saying, Hey, maybe we need to take this away from the f c c and two of the biggest people backers that are putting this law out there, of course, is bipartisan. got a Republican Democrat, but when you look at their biggest backers, Comcast is their largest benefactor. Uh, for both these people that put this law out there, or put this bill out there to try to get put into law, which, among other things, would take away <clears throat> the ability of the CC to define title to who it applies to, or have a lot more political oversight. Which
0: probably- and there's thousands of lawyers earning amazing salaries just yes. to argue about this full time. Oh yes, right? oh yeah. And us citizens that use the internet every, every day, we have jobs. You know, we've got yeah. to actually earn a living doing other things. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've got cat videos to make on the internet.
1: That's my new new profession. (laughs) And help you keep in the cat videos up. Yeah. uh, uh, Like I said, the the EFF has a good website. Um, I think there's another uh, website, uh, fightforthefuture.com, kind of a grandiose-sounding name, but uh, uh, there's a lot of places out there that... The biggest thing though is, is whether you go through website, you know, contact your congressman and even, you know, state and local representatives and say, hey, um, if you can, you know, make sure that, that this is not impeded, uh, you know, the, the Title II seems like right now the best option that we have. To keep the internet open so that, you know, our our kids and grandkids can, you know, rather than going, oh, yeah, I had to get on the Comcast internet yesterday because the the Cox internet didn't have this streaming video from the NBC YouTube site. You know, I don't want to get down to, you know, oh, well, no, you need this tier package on your internet to be able to see these things like we do on our cable TV today. Uh did I, okay, did I hear you
0: correctly? What what the expert on the podcast said, okay. you're the expert, right? <laughs> Great. Oh, boy. <laughs> is that people should write their their national legislature, and I'll link to them in mm-hmm. case people don't even know who theirs are. I forgot mine already because it's been months since the election, so I've forgotten who it is. Um, but they should tell the FCC in in two days, 21 hours, 3 minutes, and 36 seconds, according to battleforthenet.com, mm-hmm. that Title Two. Uh,
1: applying to ISPs would be a good thing. That's what we're to tell them. That, that's my yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah, the uh, uh, title II, again. I would much rather have all the ISPs said, "Hey, we're gonna have a gentleman's agreement with the world. We're not gonna do anything. It won't be a law." Great, I'd love that. But we're not living in that world, and and the title two is about the best thing we can do today until. Something gets rewritten that, that actually does defend a lot of our use cases that we want to keep using the internet for and keep it, you know, free and open like we've been experiencing for the past 30 years. So more more or less, more or less. I mean, we're,
0: we're, I printed out a chart and the percent change in Mm -hmm. Netflix download speeds since January 2013. And this is a fairly famous chart. If you've been following net neutrality Mm -hmm. at all, this is in a lot of tweets and Facebook posts and rants and things. Um, but I think what this shows is that the net has not been neutral <laughs> right no. the big players like netflix have suffered under the mighty yoke of different yeah. service providers and so what this very dramatic chart shows that in 2013 the the download speed of Netflix was great until they came into a contract dispute with Comcast and then it went way down I'll I'll put this on the yes. show notes yep. and then it and then they came to an agreement and suddenly hey look Netflix is faster Got better so, the next week <laughs> weird right uh. so obviously the net's not neutral and it hasn't been no, for no, big players no. like Netflix right. and what we want is we want the FCC to pass title 2 so there are less of these shenanigans hopefully hopefully yeah
1: Okay, they'll find a way around let's it. Do it. But
0: let's do it. <laughs> let's and do we'll it. Let's
1: do it. Sweet. Uh, great. Anything else you wanted to? I can link to all the no whatever nope. on the just uh, like I said. If you're interested in random discussions like of this depth or anything, you know, be sure to listen to your podcast, but then also subscribe to the uh, Olog uh, mailing list and. Uh, it's where I think we first met, and ProMongers yeah. and, and yeah. uh, a few others around the area. So, Yeah, Omaha oh. Linux
0: User Group uh, yeah. is, is OLUG, and I'll link to that show. And thanks so much for coming out.
1: No problem. It was great. It was great. Appreciate it. Thanks.